The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Oh, yeah! This is the Cigar Authority. Have uh, you any imported cigars? The authority on everything cigar, in and out of the cigar industry. It's time to light them up. Smoke if you got them. It's time for the Cigar Authority. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, July 27, 2019. The year was 1994 when President Bill Clinton was the president. Apple Computer released its first Macintosh, and Lito Gomez and Inez founded La Flor Dominicana. 25 years ago today, with us to celebrate is the vice president of LFD, an all-around good guy, Mr. Jonathan Carney. Welcome, everybody. He's not Mr. Anything. Yes, he is. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority now in its 10th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority and I'm out. I have no copy. I can't remember the rest Damn of it. Damn good. <laughs> you forgot his copy with no training wheels, and you almost I almost through. made it. Whatever. Wow. Cigar Authority. Watch the blog. Listen to Barry. He's got some <laughs> thing on there, some uh, survey. And you yes. can't put your fake name or your fake email because it won't let you go through. I tried it. You can do it, but then yeah. it won't count. Doesn't count. Yeah, somebody filled that one with an email of Damari Suxkerka. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a fake email address. Yeah. So and uh, I'd like to make a prediction about this sure show. That's his real yes. email address. Nobody at the end of this show will refer to Jonathan Carney as contentious. <laughs> so I, I actually filled out the survey. Yeah. The Scar 30 survey. And I, I saw it was a great opportunity um, to just be honest. I, anyway, I filled some things out because uh, the show. Slide you- that mic a little closer to you. There, there you go. go. You want to hear yourself wow. the same volume as us. He's got a hearing problem hey. right now as I do. So at <laughs> least the first. This is not my first rodeo. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I can hear myself out of my left ear. Uh, right ear. Right ear is good, too. Ah. But no, so I, I filled the survey out, and I was around some other people. I was doing the survey, and I showed them my answers. And they're like, you're actually going to put your name on this? And I'm like, not only am I going to put my name on this, I was like, when I get to the show this week, because I'm so irritated by last week's show, uh, specifically your guest. Ah. Uh, highly. Hang on a second. <laughs> irritated me. Hang on a second. Before you go any further, this sounds like... A very good after show topic. So if you can hold it until the after show, I, I think I think we got a show there. And if you can't hold it, Jonathan will be glad to hold it for you. Yeah. <laughs> I better take the opportunity to hold it before the two Jonathans are holding each other. But but no. So yeah, no, it's actually a good idea. I forgot about the after show. You, you had a problem with the guest though. Oh, I I've never been more worked up by well, we can get into it after the show. I've, I was just real worked up. And I'm at a point where I've now been in the industry for about nine years. <coughs> and if I'm not, if I'm going to be in cigars, I'm going to be with Lito and Inez. Uh, that's kind of the way I look at it. So there's BS that goes on that I got sick of. And I get ah. sick of being lied to about things. And um, I just said last week, I was like, I just don't care anymore. So I'm going to go after it. And uh, I think you. I think you're right. I think the after show is a good chance for me All to right. do it. It'll give me a chance to hey, relax. I do want to give a uh, quick had, shout out to uh, Jim and Kate Kruger. They came in from uh, yes. Gilbert, Arizona. Arizona. They're uh, long ride up here. Kate's taking pictures. Yeah, she's a good time. Yep. I have spent many a late evening in Gilbert, Arizona, 
uh, usually at least four or five times a year. So it's nice to be seeing people from Gilbert during the day. Yeah, it's a, it's a nighttime <laughs> thing. Uh, when I'm there, it's a nighttime yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Arizona is one of my favorite places. All right. What's with the sunglasses? <laughs> uh, the, 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 I have a sensitivity towards, uh, light, sensitivity. towards light sensitivity. Oh, does he? Yeah. All right, yes. Dan Nick Malillo. Oh, come yeah. on. <laughs> you guy can't just come in. They're prescription. Prescription. They're brand new. I just got them. No, right. I'm not wearing them because Nick's sensitive to light. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I would. N- nor are you sensitive because you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get uh you're gonna get pounding other other people. Yeah, I'm real worked up. Honestly, all right. I, you, I, I'm real worked up. So this right. should be the start of a yeah. feud. Yeah. All right, so, and if it is good, fine. I don't care. So what we have here is the 25th anniversary. So happy anniversary! You weren't there the whole time. How many years you here with the Fluid Dominicana now? I know I'm not supposed to be cutting and lighting this cigar, but I can't wait till we do so someone can show me how to actually work this lighter. Right. Uh, I've been with them uh, uh, light, uh, slightly over eight years, okay. uh, almost eight and a half years now. Wow. And um, yeah, it flew by. Uh, when, when I I don't know if Lito and Inez know this, but when I started, I, I wasn't sure. I was 27 at the time. I wasn't sure if this was going to be something I was going to do for a while. Um, it, it, was, it was something really unique and I was interested in. And, you know, a year and a half in, two years in, uh, when I got promoted into this role, um, it really turned into something that that's become something that you know that I want to do for quite a while. Gets and it's, in your uh, blood. So I never planned on it, and it wasn't even anything I knew that was a job. Uh, being a cigar salesperson, I never knew it was a job. I didn't know there was vice presidents of sales in cigars. It was just something I, I had no idea. Um, so yeah, a, a really unique job opportunity turned into a, a really fun and really. Um, genuinely nice career um, and I'm and fortunate uh, you know I was talking this morning with my sales rep Steve we were in the elevator uh, we we're only going down one floor but it's amazing how many things you can talk about in between mm. one floor but I said to him I go we're really fortunate the company that we work for I go and he I was kind of venting to him about the thing I'm irritated about I was because we don't have too much BS if there is you can call me out and it's fine and I'll tell you straight up but I was like it's really a very reputable brand and it gets more reputable um Every day, uh, as this industry changes, things we've talked about on the show with uh, shows and associations and whatnot. Yeah. Well, and uh, as as the Iron Curtain gets pulled mm-hmm. back, as FDA is digging deeper and deeper, all the BS is going to be going away. Yeah, so it just shows. Like I, I get to sit there and look, and I'm like, I'm really fortunate that I get to represent a company where I don't have to. Uh, I don't have to lie. I don't have to tell. Uh, I get to tell a real story. There's, there's great stories out there, and, and people do not have to. Uh, embellish because they're great stories to begin with anyway and I don't know why it happens but it does Um, but we'll we'll get into that later in the show because what I want to talk about on this show is Lafleur de Mecana's 25th anniversary and they have a cigar coming out when is this coming out 25th anniversary coming out uh, early. If you, if anyone's watching and they notice how I'm distracted here, yes. I just discovered that the lighter was actually very easy to use. <laughs> yeah, <we got> it. <laughs> so it was kind of an uncomfortable situation. And uh, I and I enjoyed watching you. I didn't help you. I just saw you frustrated. And uh, yeah, it was like one of there's like some feet of strength. I'm pushing on it heavily. I'm feeling it light. And yeah. it, it, so it just switches over. Anyway, we'll talk about it. 25th anniversary. Uh, will be coming out uh, mid to late fall. Uh, maybe uh, maybe more early fall. Uh, we'll see where that's at uh, in regards to production. Uh, it started being produced at the end of June, early July, oh. which generally means you're you're looking at about at least two to three months until it sees a retail shelf on that. But uh, it, it's fun to be around. So I've been around for two major anniversaries now. We had the 20th anniversary 
uh, where we released our, our 1994 line. Yeah. We did our uh, beer stein with that. Yeah. Celebrate that. Boy, that we, called five... that, we called that the Barry Stein. We did. Here. And that was five yeah. years ago. That's where my cat's ashes are going to go. Yo, the beer stein. Hey, that's, it's a great stein. That's a big cat. Can we light this cigar up for crying out loud? It's been eight minutes, and all, all right, he's doing so, is chit-chatting. So, Tell us, Barry, about this. Well, today's first cigar is the Little Florida Dominicana 25th anniversary, and it's manufactured in the Dominican Republic by La Florida Dominicana. The size is 7 by 52, and it features an Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper over binder and fillers from the Dominican Republic. A single cigar will set you back $18, while a box of 25 is 450 and it's coming this fall to TwoGuysCigars.com. And if you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that will carry it, try TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. And how much did you say it is? $18. $18. You could have went 25 You could have got away with it, but you didn't. It's a lot of cigar right there. Uh, gold you on gold. You know what this looks like? This look reminds me, and I only know about this cigar because it's Ed Sullivan's death stick. You know how sometimes people give you cigars and they say, when I die, this that's when you smoke this? Yeah. Well, he did that to me. Really? And he gave me... I didn't get one. He gave me uh, I'd Zeno. like to celebrate when you die. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jonathan took my last one. Really? I'll I find did. something for you. All right. A Zeno Connoisseur, and it just has, it has that same color wrapper. It's this perfect outer leaf and the gold foil on so, the band. Just so, yeah, reminds me of that. 25 years. So this is the second one. We were talking about five years ago was... Uh, 20, and I was, so I got to be around for that, uh, which was really special. And 25 now is even more special because the family's, uh, the, the younger side of the yes. family's getting older Generation. at the same time, too. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Lito Jr. is now 18, uh, which is kind of fun. He's been on the road with me now uh, once uh, once in Texas. We're going to be doing a New England trip probably before the end of the summer. Uh, but it's been kind of fun to watch over the last eight, nine years that I've been around and watch from anniversary to anniversary. When the 20th anniversary happened, he was 13. Uh, so now he's 18. So it's been fun to to have you add, essentially adding more to the celebration because you're celebrating not yeah, just the more, company, but you're celebrating the family at the same the time. So, uh, so it's a really special thing. Um, this cigar, you're talking about the wrapper. Uh, the Ecuador Corojo may be familiar to a lot of people. Uh, the other cigars that we use that on are our Reserve Especial line. We use a little lower priming, so it's a little thinner, uh, a little lighter. And the most famous cigar that uses this tobacco is our Andalusian Bull. Ah. And uh, the 25th anniversary uses a higher priming. So if you put the two side by side, it's a little darker. So this will have a little bit more strength and flavor profile. Body on it's still medium, medium plus. Uh, but uh, you're, we're utilizing Corojo wrapper there, uh, which has obviously had a lot of success for us over the last several years. All right, we'll I just find it amazing that people are smoking this cigar and we haven't friggin' cut it yet. It's time <laughs> to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal less ship tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. So the cold drawer was shortbread cookies. I uh, I didn't cold draw at all, and I'm ashamed. I'm getting way ahead of myself here. I am trying to tone down. <laughs> I'd always said we're going to go to the after show with my excitement, but I'm still trying to tone down. And the thing is that you uh, have not had caffeine either, but you seem very pumped up. You're, you're, <laughs> wired, you're wired. You want to fight. Yeah. You want to fight, and we're going to have to hold off until the after show for your fight. So for those that follow me, on, I thought uh, soccer so talked a lot, but damn, man. <laughs> He's all wired. He wants a fight. Uh, I am drinking decaffeinated coffee. For those people that follow me, I do a lot of uh, uh, coffee. I do a lot of red wine. I do a lot of steak. Uh, I've been slowing down as of late on those items. I, I just do decaf coffee now. 
I take it a little easy on the wine and the steaks got back instead of six days a week. I do it once or twice a month. Uh, so everything in moderation. That's uh, fascinating. We're going to light our cigar today <laughs> with the Black Label is Dictator. He not nice to his guests. That was this so is, beautiful. This is, a, this is our guest. That was so beautiful. <laughs> the Black Label Dictator, I'm going to go a little backwards on this, features the world's smallest flip out bullet punch. It is eight ring gauge. <laughs> It's, it's got small. a flip top, and it's got one of the world's most unique flames, the Flat Flame. The Vertigo, I'm sorry, the Black Label Dictator retails for $119.99, and, and it's a Flat Flame that, lighter. And it's, it's the original a, Flat Flame? This is not the original. This is the upgraded. Okay. And this one, I'm going to see. I, Mine's in Russian collusion there, red. So I can, it has a, a cigar rest built in. And it's right incredibly there. easy to figure out how to light. Super easy to light. <laughs> Unless yeah. your name's John Carney. It is. Now, Carney, I'm It uh, is pretty simple. So if you're I'm watching, <laughs> simply to get it to light, to open up the lighting area, you just flip, flip it open with an easy... Flip the top. You've never seen that before. It's a new thing, flipping the top. So I was pressing heavily on the <laughs> switch Thinking that it was dual, and dual yes. action, and it's uh, That's a the, single That's the millennial action. side of me was expecting it to be done for me. Now, I don't taste... <laughs> I don't taste any sweetness on the end of this. So oh. is this sweet capped? I said we were going to wait till after. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go to this the after show idea. on that. Right. Uh, but yeah, Corojo wrapper, it's something I love a lot. Uh, other cigars I smoke that, uh, that, that you utilize Corojo that aren't just our brand. Krishna Roa, his family's like the, the, uh, you know, the masters of Corojo. You guys uh, have a rich Honduras. history with uh, Christian. Yeah, yeah, we do. We, we've done a blend in the past. It was called the Face-Off. It was a collaboration between uh, Christian and Lido where they switched tobaccos and made each other's cigars. Lido made a Camacho and Christian made a LFD. Um, so it's really unique. And I love Corojo. It's just, it's, it's a really different flavor profile. It is. Um, it's special. It's unique. Every time I smoke it, it's one of the few tobaccos for me personally that when I'm smoking, it's like, boom, that's Corojo. Like I, I know what it is and I really enjoy it. Um, on, coincidentally, this is only the third time I've smoked this. Um, I smoked a test blend, uh, three weeks before the show. And so that was a month and a half ago. I smoked one at the trade show and, uh, this is my third one. So I, and I haven't had it in over a month. So this is for me, um, smoking it on a completely fresh palate is, is unique. So it's really kind of like smoking this for the first I time. I haven't even smoked a cigar today on purpose because I. because I wanted to tr try it. Wow. It's spicy. On the lips. Got a lot the the retrohale has some of the similarities to the Andalusian bull. Uh, but on the but, regular but stronger. On the regular draw though, I find it to be much more flavorful than the Andalusian bull. Not it, that the Andalusian bull isn't flavorful. The when I lit this up, I actually thought to myself, Wow. It, it is certainly uh, I for me getting from it, it, it's certainly a step up in strength. Yeah, um, I haven't smoked enough yet to get the nicotine side of it, but uh, in terms of just the flavor profile, like, do I, mean, I don't retrohale too much. What do you mean by that? Because Dave, in, in usually one or two puffs, can tell us how strong a cigar is. I, because because he can see into the future. No, I'm a professional. I can tell right <laughs> off the bat. It's like calculate it. Just <laughs> boom. How far do you have to go down? When I said I was going to go, until <laughs> the nicotine. I'm going to leave you. that alone. When I said I was going to go after people, I'm not going to go after my well, favorite I'm member of the cigar. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's an expert about how far you yeah, need we, to go down. Right. It's Jonathan. <laughs> oh boy. Hey, meanwhile, wh where, where's the list here? What's next? <laughs> so 1994, Jeff Bezos founded Amazon. 1994, which is when La Florida Dominicana was founded. 1994, a lot happened then. Woodstock happened again. It's the 25th anniversary 
The second 25th anniversary, actually 50 years. This year. This year, 1994. Uh, in 1994, Barry, I don't know if you remember in uh, baseball, the World Series was canceled. They didn't have a World Series that year. Strike, 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 strike. Yep. Really? Uh, George Foreman wins the NBA and the IBF World Heavyweight Championship, knocking out Michael Mora, becoming the oldest heavyweight champion. That was 25 years ago. The Academy Awards had Whoopi Goldberg. So what was the number one movie of that year? Ghost Dad. Ghost Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Titanic. 1994. No, that was 97 or 98. Schindler's List. Really? That was 1994, huh? 1994. Downer. Nelson Mandela becomes the first black president. Nicole and Ron, uh, Simpson and Ron Goldman are murdered 25 years ago. And uh, who was the WWF champion? WWF champion. Ric Flair. Nope. There were actually three. Oh, that, that that's year. during the, the time of The Rock, wasn't it? No, The Rock was uh, late 90s. Attitude era, late 90s, early 2000s. I'll start um, with Bret Hart. All right, so I'm going to say Bret Hart. Um, Bret the Hitman Hart. Bret, Bret Hart. Uh, we're going to go 94. Man. Undertaker? No. Bob Backlund. Really? And How Diesel. old was he? 60 years old at the time, Bob Backlund? <laughs> that was it, the tail end of Bob Backlund, right? So that's what happened. This is how far this goes back. And Cigar Aficionado was out, and they put Fidel Castro on the cover with the exclusive interview. And that became big news that they everybody was mad that they uh, would use Fidel Castro, the dictator, and, and especially all of the Cubans in this industry. But that was 1994. And uh, at the same time... Lito and Inez say, okay, we're coming out with La Flor Dominicana cigars. With, the, with, by the way, I happen to have one of these on me, an original. The premium line. Excellent. Yeah. Is that but, the Alcalde? It is. Yeah. And with the flower on it, because that's how La Flor Dominicana was with, with the flower on it. Um, so, and- so the cigar Dave just showed us was, um, was called the premium line. It's mild Connecticut shade. Uh, for those people that know LFD is a very full-body brand, the only type of cigar we've made consistently for 25 years has been mild Connecticut yeah. shade. Now, we're not known for it now, and it's not all over the place. It's very small, but we do make it. Uh, but the Alcalde was the first cigar that Lido ever made and produced, um, and it was the cigar of the year in 1995 or seven. Maybe I think it was ninety seven. Really? Okay. Yeah, because it was it was he made it. And by the way, he'll he'll admit it. His first cigars he made in nineteen ninety four to ninety five were not very good. Uh, they were awful. There was it was small. The company was called Los Libertadores at the yes. time. Uh, he was just learning things. I mean, he was a jeweler uh, uh, at the time. Mm. He'd had many other jobs before that, and he'd traveled around from worked his way to the United States of way of Spain, Uruguay, Canada, and then Miami. Um, so he was just learning these things, which is fascinating. Um, that he got into it. There was a boom going on. He liked cigars, and it's like, this is something I want to learn and I want to be part of, and he became a master at it. And um, But he didn't do what most people no. did, which is have a brand made after them, go to a factory and say, he said, let me start and open a factory and mm-hmm. make my own cigars from the first for a cigar. So really what he did is, there's two real sides of it. You, you either at the, the end product, so the end of the cigar making process is selling it, uh, to a consumer, the beginning part of it's growing tobacco, right? So yeah. he started right in the middle. So I'm not going to just have a cigar made and then sell it. 
I, I'm going to start making cigars and then tr- then try to sell them. Yeah. So Bu- he made buying, them, to, <laughs> buying tobacco from other buying people. Buying tobacco from other people. So he's in the middle of the process, which is the most challenging part to be in, especially when there's the cigar boom going on because there's no tobacco available. There's really not cigars available yet. So how are you going to make something that, one, isn't known, that you can't sell, and then, two, you can't find tobacco for? So he started the hardest part of it. Um so it was unique in from 1994 to about 96 is when he really started learning about things, creating, uh, growing relationships down there uh, in the Dominican Republic. And in 96 was when the company changed into La Florida Minicanas when he uh, purchased his first farmland and realized farming was a way for him to control yeah. uh, the quality and consistency of cigars. And that's grown into what it is today. Tobacco, absolutely. But, but at our IPCPR trade show, which it was, and we can talk about that if you ever choose to, because I have opinions on that too. But um, the IPCPR show this last year, when I sat down with our team, we always do a sales meeting before the trade show. And instead of getting into the 25th anniversary time of the cigar, we had the man sitting there. And I said, you know, Lito, I go, why don't you talk to us a little bit about what 25 years means to you Mm. uh, from where you came from and what you've done? I go, I won't do any justice other than telling you. You, you know, you gentlemen, what the cigar is about. Like, why don't you tell us? We talked for about 20 minutes about, um, you know, his pride in it and, you know, reasons why he did X, Y, and Z. So it was really unique to sit down and talk to him. I know we've done that before together up here. And yeah. Unbelievable. We're here until midnight. The, one of the best nights ever, man, yeah. hearing that story. My God, there should be a book on it. Oh, I mean, there's some stuff was just shivers. It was like, it was, it, it was like you, you type of thing you cannot make up. Oh, my God. It's like it, the best book, the best fiction book couldn't even get it that yeah. right. Um, so there was so many unique things, and uh, it was fun to sit and listen and and see where he came from from 25 years and where he's at today, and uh, the humble nature of of the process that he goes into making these cigars. Which um, you know he's a character in the business, sure. and everyone has egos and whatnot. I I think his is um, is very modest and very humble because he he understands what it took to come from literally nothing. Uh, to where he's at now. I mean, it's a, uh, he, by the way, he's, uh, since I'm going after everybody, he's liberal's worst nightmare. Immigrants aren't supposed to love this country. They're supposed to be, oh, this is the place that they're down. I mean, and this guy came from nothing. Yeah. An immigrant and made, I work for him. Yeah. I'm the red blooded American wearing the USA hat and this shirt. And yeah. I'm working for this immigrant who made something very special and truly captured and lived the American dream for the last right, 25 years. And this gold cigar right here uh, commemorates that yeah. 25 years. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, congratulations to them. And he's out. And, 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 and he's I'll, clapping for himself now. It's <laughs> very exciting. And and they did it, I'll tell you, a little different than most of the companies. And they didn't go after the fast buck, and they didn't m- and make a cigar for the sake of making it. They didn't follow trends. They're the trendsetter with shapes and sizes and uniqueness that they did over the years. And uh, even controlling the retailer, and I was on the receiving end of that, that it was very controlled of who's going to carry it because what they built is actually a brand, a brand name. Not sold a cigar, but built a brand name. And I, and I say it's one of the strongest in the industry. For sure. That um, it, it's not out there deep discounted and hoard around, and it, it is a um, – Go to and a asked for cigar brand. And a guy who smokes store. LFD is typically, and there's some exceptions to the rule, right. but someone who smokes LFD smokes LFD. They don't bounce around, yeah. try this one, try that you one. You have for loyalty with your brand. Got, mm-hmm. And this is not a very loyal type of industry when, when it comes to brands. It's not very monogamous. People Especially like in change. that full-bodied market. Yeah. They like to change and bounce around. But I'd say on full-bodied cigars. And even more specific, the, the guy that smokes the 700 Maduro. 
only smokes the 700 so Maduro. The, the loyalty thing's really, really unique. And um, the reason I'm smiling, kind of laughing a little bit, is well, a couple of things you said before is it, it takes a lot of conviction to, to see a vision of managing the brand for the last 25 years and being careful of where it's at, monitoring, being yeah. aware of pricing. It takes a lot of conviction because you got to sit through that. And when I got promoted in this role, I, I mean, it's not a lie. I'm the vice president of sales. So when I see things and I see big orders, I see money signs. And there was a learning and educational process working with Lido and Inez. And I work closely with Inez on the business side of things. I work with Lido in terms of the actual products, but um, I work mostly with her. And there was this the big educational time where it scale it back and you got to see the longer vision where... Yeah. Absolutely. This right now looks nice, but what is it going to look like in five years, two years, 10 years, 15 years? And they've done a really good job at that. But the loyalty thing is unique is because, especially the last couple of years, as we've been expanding and growing, um, there's been uh, more demand than there has been supply. And as we've added additional uh, tobacco growth, added more rollers, grown our factory, which has taken a few years, um, the, the loyalty is so big with the brand that if you're out of 700 Maduro and you have 100 boxes on order and I send you five, no matter what it is, it's your fault. The consumer is like so loyal to the brand, they think it's your fault yeah, for not, not ordering, ordering it. Um, so that it's unique and that's part of that loyalty at the same time where it's this is what I smoke. Um, and it's a great thing and it's been uh, nice to have the expansion of the factory and the farm over the last few years to kind of meet with that um, to give our retailers uh, and our consumers the relief that they that they want to, yeah. to buy the product they're looking for. At the same time, new products that you introduced at the trade show? Uh, the only thing uh, we did, we did uh, in terms of brand new, the 25th anniversary is the, the only new uh, item. We have a new size that we came out with with our La Volcata. Uh, La Volcata was a release from uh, two years ago. Uh, we have a petite version of it now. It's a four by thirty. Comes in tins of six. Uh, that'll be coming. So out like the Lenox, well. basically. It's it's, it's a, a smaller a, version. Is it smaller? Yeah, than the that? petite Lenox is um, is a, about a forty ring gauge. Uh, this is a real small uh, small petite cigar. Um, it's similar to the size of our Carajo, if anyone's familiar with that. Um, it's a four by thirty. Uh, comes in a little six count tin. That'll be four dollars MSRP on that cigar. So that's something that's kind of unique and nice. Um, and for those that smoke the La Volcata, they know that's a limited production item. Um, it's a full-size cigar. It's about a Churchill size. So people say, oh, how can you, if I only get three La Volcatas every three months, how are you going to make the petite version? Well, there's a lot of tobacco left over when you make one one big yeah. cigar and you make the littler cigar. And we've been stockpiling that for a few years. So probably be uh, able to have a lot more little ones. It'll be a lot more little ones around than the big ones. So help uh, kind of, uh, you know, just smoke take three care little of the ones and you're all set. Yeah, That's right. That's what Ed Sullivan does. Yeah. So the, atten the attention now is to concentrate on the brands you have, the lines you have, especially the ones that are most popular and, you know, people still screaming for what was the cigar of the year at one time. Um, Andalusian Bull. You know. we, we have roughly, I would say, roughly 35 SKUs uh, that are existing SKUs that have been around for a minimum of three years up to 20, 25 years that are items that are in heavy, heavy demand. Um, our Double Lihero line, our Lihero line, our Lihero cabinet uh, line, our... Um, our Reserve Especial line utilizes the same similar blend as uh, Andalusian Bull, so that's been very hot. Um, then we have then you have limited production items like Chapter One, Chapter Two, Lenox, Petite Lenox, Andalusian Bull, Petite La Volcata, um, and then continuous like every few years we do a factory press. Um, yeah. Our Limitado series, our LG line, will be bringing uh, bringing that back towards the end of this year, and that's been absent for three years. 
Um, so yeah, really, how much more stuff can we do um, yeah. when you have it? Why? For what? So it's, uh, you know, if you have the demand there and the brand, the growth has been the way it is and it's managed the way that it's managed, why keep adding extra things um, if it's not needed? And the really what we've done, and this is truly limited edition. It was limited to uh, five boxes per retail outlet uh, that purchased it. Um, so it's not going to be everywhere. And when it's done, it's done. So it's not going to interfere with other projects we have because this tobacco has been set aside. And uh, what we're able to make are, is what we're going to make. And when this 25th anniversary is over, it's over. And we'll continue to focus on our other projects uh, that we have going on from there. But this will be fun to celebrate. And uh, the Petite Level Cata uh, will be a nice cigar. The Petite Lenox has been wildly successful for us. So I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm stacking dimes over here. How, um, how have you guys <laughs> been able to... Basically, stem off what, what yeah, normally it's very is the kiss very of interesting. death. What do you think of the cigar? <laughs> <laughs> normally, we're up against a heartbreak. <laughs> normally, it's the kiss of death for somebody to become cigar aficionado, cigar of the year, and you guys were able to pull that off with Andalusian Bull. How have you been able to manage the not being the kiss of death? I guess there's a lot of LFD fans in the room today. I think everyone that's been in here that smoked it uh, over the last three and a half, four years now, almost with the, since it's been Cigar of the Year, have been smoking the same product. It's, it tastes the same. It's consistent. Yeah. Um, that hasn't changed. Uh, my recommendation, it's really hard not to do it, and this is one thing I commend Lito and Inez very strongly about. When you get Cigar of the Year in any type of situation that moves the dial, you absolutely 100% can't get greedy. If the Cigar of the Year, our Cigar of the Year has legs still. It's still one of the hottest cigars in the planet. It's the only one I can on. think of. Um, the other companies that aren't, I'm not being mean and rude to them. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. <clears throat> they got greedy. They hit when the iron was hot, and now they're trying to figure out ways to get it done. As I said, this brand has been built and represented to be something that's lasted a lifetime, multiple lifetimes, the next generation. That Andalusian Bowl, because it's consistent in quality every time, it was never rushed. Uh, every time you smoke it, you're happy. I'd rather have someone upset they can't get it than upset that it sucked. That is a cigar that's going to last a lifetime. So the big thing is you can't get greedy. And, yeah. and the ones that have and they're not hot, you can tell. They got greedy. They hit when the iron's hard. It was smart. Maybe they didn't have any better ideas with that. Um, and good for them. But yeah. uh, but you can't be greedy. All right. What do you think of the cigar, Barry? You got a little bit of molasses on the front end. There's a little bit of an earthy and nutty component. And when you pull the retrohale into it, there's a touch of mocha as well. It's very complex, very smooth. I agree 100% <laughs> with Barry. I do not. <laughs> Uh, I'm picking up. Uh, there's a, a, a citrus quality to it. Yeah, and then almost almost like if you had a hot chocolate and you could rim the glass with a little lemon drop. A little citrus, Barry. Yeah. If anybody's familiar with rimming, it would be Jonathan. Mm. <laughs> to me, it smells like seventy day dry. It was too easy. I just wanted ribeye. to let that one go. Yes, if nobody noticed this, which is also the same there. smell as popcorn. That said, it's got to sit there for an hour or some some game <laughs> being played over here. Ed Sullivan, full bodied. You're the full bodied guy. This is up your alley. Yeah, and look, I'm stacking dimes. Oh, God. Oh, God. Not you, too. You're not going with any of that. What has happened since the last time I was on the show? Know. I'm glad I'm here to bring things back to reality. This is like an animal they house. They both over took here. a week off. They came <laughs> back stacking dimes and all kinds of. Did they vacation together? They did. Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> Something was By the way, we're talking about Kowloon this week, correct? On the show about yes. your eating. Uh, my, a very close family friend of mine is uh, Bobby Wong, who Whoa. owns Kowloon. Um, oh, so I'm very excited to hear about the uh, the consumption, and if anyone had Saugus wings, yes, we did. Uh, and we'll get it. To all the I'll say, all I'll say, is that 
Bobby hung his head in shame when he when he saw what he saw. <laughs> hung his head yep. in shame. And we'll get All it I that. know is that was one of the most classic <laughs> restaurant experiences, the way it whole started out, but we'll get to that we'll after the break. When we come back, sales tax for online purchases has happened. And um, how far away is cigar taxes going to you? It's just 64 days away. I'll explain when we get back. We're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper, considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez, full-flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper, rich in bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice, and available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum, competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, the Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. 
Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10 count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the Pissed Off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. Hi, this is Brian Charles, living in Bangkok, Thailand, Mr. Jonathan's favorite city. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Uh, we're back. We're smoking the La Flor de Minicana 25th anniversary cigar with John Carney. It's not out yet, but we know a guy. Uh, this is going to be very, very limited cigar when you can get it. So uh, grab it when you can, when it comes out. But what I'd like to talk about is, first off, we got some uh, steaks that are sitting here. So they've been sitting here long enough. They had to sit and rest another 30 minutes after resting. It's been resting right. all day. And, and they're old steaks to begin with. You think you'd bring some nice well, fresh meat with you. So one of my big passions in life uh, among cigars, which is also fun uh, to do at the same time, uh, is, is steak. I'm a huge steak fan, and I'm a big dry steak fan. And those that follow on social media um, or meet me in person uh, or come to events sometimes, uh, we may be doing one here in Salem sometimes. Let's do that. Um, I do steak events, and uh, they're really enjoyable. And I, I got really into steak and dry aging about five years ago. Uh, it was mainly because of my travels on the road. I started seeking out and going out to dinner with customers, and uh, they wanted to go to steakhouses. So it became a big passion of mine. And then I started doing it on my own and doing my own dry aging. And then I found a meat purveyor because I travel a lot and I, don't, I worry about uh, 
losing temperature and whatnot in the the way that I do dry aging, which is saved for other shows yes. where I get deep into that. You but are? I did want to bring something special. Okay. Uh, so I want to bring something special. So we did uh, – today I cooked up um, two 70-day dry-aged prime – uh, ribeyes. 70 days. So these, Anybody else would have thrown it out by now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 70s yeah, really, when wife. we were cooking this in the back, it was interesting. David and I were talking about this, and I said, you can see that these have been aged for uh, almost, you know, some people consider over 50 extreme. I consider it perfect. Uh, but 70 day, it loses a lot of its size. So these are 17 ounces bone in. Um, but if you look at them, the it's very thin. It's not a people think a ribeye is big and, and kind of wide. Sure, um, you can see how it's shrunk down. Um, and All the moisture left. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of moisture, and it goes into the muscle. What it does is it breaks down the connective tissue, brings the fat through the muscle, softens it, makes it more. Uh, is it going to get tender. funky though? It's, this one's going to be real funky. So I'm going to start cutting it. All right. I know you guys got some stuff to get into. Right. I'm going to go around in the front and cut. I'm going to go off the mic for a second. All right. And uh, and I'll be back if there's something I need to have an opinion on. I will jump over uh, the stage here and get back on the mic. But right, I'm going to so start cutting. Start cutting. So. Uh, Barry, I I, uh, I wrote an editorial for the CigarAuthority.com last week. Yes, sir. And I was shocked that, um, first off, a lot of people didn't know it, but that zero pickup happened after that. Yeah, nobody, none of the other websites have reported it. The article was shared. Those that are watching, he's uh, <laughs> dropping some bombs over here. A lat spread. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, so, so. Sorry, sorry. Your article, Dave, was shared 203 times. Yeah, but how come nobody's picking up on that, which we can get to that in the conspiracy theory. Yeah, I mean, Cigar Rights hasn't put out a statement on it. PCA hasn't put out a statement on it. It's well, could we'll be ignorance. So, so I'm going to read it, and when I do, maybe we can figure out why that is. Why is this not a giant story? Because I'm, I'll go as far as to say um, – David Garofalo not going to the trade show next year is not a story. And that, for some reason, Resume became a story. story. Yep. And this is maybe the biggest story. Not the name change of the trade show or anything. No. This here... Changes the cigar industry. Changes it. And, and it happened. It's not, is this happening? This is, has happened. Cigar taxes on online sales are set to take effect. The whole thing happened with the growth of the internet in 1992. The Supreme Court case, Quill Corp versus North Dakota, determined that in, un in constitutional law, a state could not collect sales tax from purchases made by their residents from out-of-state vendors that did not have a physical presence within that state, bearing legislation from the United States Congress that would allow them to collect taxes or pay taxes. So I'm, a, I'm a, an online store. I'm not allowed to collect tax for another state, nor am I allowed to pay. And this is the law. You can't do it unless you create what they call nexus, which is having a physical presence within that state. So this is how all online has been dealing with for years and all online online of everything, cigars, but you're or not, other products. But you're not really allowed or supposed to go over state lines to buy tax-free in another state. You can, of course you can, but you're supposed to pay taxes. Supposed to report. Report it on your taxes, which nobody does. As time went on, the growth and the boom of online sales continued to grow, and so did the state's hunger for the money. Their residents were beating them out 
in the case of sales taxes, how they felt it, okay, we're not collecting sales taxes now because everybody's buying out of state. Uh, then came South Dakota versus Wayfair. You know Wayfair. Yeah. And South Dakota says, okay, Wayfair, we want our sales tax. So on June 21st, 2018, a little over a year ago, United States Supreme Court ruled five to four that states can now mandate that businesses without a physical presence in that state with more than $100,000 in state sales collection uh, be remitted to that state on transactions within that state. So what happened? Any state that wants to do it can simply say, okay, we're going to start doing it. And anybody that sells into our state, we want the sales tax for it. So that happened one year ago. And within that year, the majority of states, actually 80% of them, are collecting sales tax now for online sales. And the remainder are expected to travel to, to follow, follow suit, suit yeah. ongoing, right? So in one year, you got 40 states to agree to it in one year. No longer is an online retailer at a sales tax competitive advantage over brick-and-mortar retailers. 40 of the 50 states bid on this already. Most recently, and this is the important part here that's cigar news, the state of Maryland just expanded from just sales tax to collecting tax on tobacco products. And that begins to take effect on October 1st. It passed. The new law broadens the online seller to collect and remit the tobacco tax. Therefore, twoguyscigars.com, starting October 1st, is supposed to collect and pay the state of Maryland for the tobacco tax, which happens to be 30%. So you see, although the laws were about sales tax, the Supreme Court, I'm drooling a little, the Supreme Court... <laughs> ruling was pretty broad. Uh, it determined that a physical presence is not necessary, necessary to create nexus, therefore opening the door for it to become any other tax that happened, and in this case, cigar tax. So what's the next step for cigar smokers? Maryland will be the first to require out-of-state sellers to pay the tobacco tax or pipe tobacco tax uh, to that state. The Maryland bill... 1301 established that a tobacco tax collection obligation on out-of-state sellers that sell, hold for sale, ship, or deliver cigars or pipe tobacco to a consumer in that state if the current or previous calendar year that they reach that threshold. Uh, if they had more than $100,000 in gross sales of cigars or pipe tobacco in Maryland or made at least 200 separate transactions within that state, which is most online guys that are doing it. So what does that mean for online shops, the consumer, and the brick-and-mortar retailer? For online shops shipping into Maryland, they will begin to have to play the same level playing field those retailers do in that state. So they've created a level playing field for brick-and-mortars. I love brick-and-mortars. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, it's the same thing. If I ship into your state tax-free, I can't anymore. Here's the 30%. Your 30%. We're charging the same price. Uh, currently... Uh, it says here, and, and this is an odd thing that I looked at a few different places, Maryland has a 15% cigar tax and a 6% sales tax. I looked at different places. I've seen 30. I've seen 15. I don't know what it, what it is in Maryland. Maybe I'll find you know. out for you. I, 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 I believe it's either 15 to 20. Yeah. I believe. So, so it was different in all different places that I looked at, but let, let's call it 15 and a 6% sales tax, and that's compounded. That becomes 22%. So take the average $100 uh, 
sale of cigars, and it's $122 is what it'll come out to. And that will be no profit to the retailer. It's just a pass-on that ends up happening. Consumers in Maryland uh, will have to start paying more for cigars if they are buying cigars online starting October 1st. For retailers in Maryland, the, the level playing field is happening. All cigars being sold to consumers within that state are taxed at the same rate, including sales tax. So now you can just go to your local brick and mortar and you can have the cigars now because you're paying the tax either way. Right. So so it's unique. that uh, People think Maryland, oh, not a big deal. I mean, Maryland is a massive population base. It's a tiny state. But we're talking the DMV, Delaware, Maryland, D.C., Virginia. I mean, this is the same area, and they adopt the same things. Absolutely. So if you take um, – I won't get too into it. That DMV market is – people ask, oh, what's your number one state? Yeah, like, oh, Florida, that. Texas, uh all the big companies yeah. lie and say it's Florida and Texas. For them, it's Pennsylvania. That's where major online discounters are. Um, but was. Yeah. So they say that. So it's really unique. If you look at a market, this is really, really unique, especially for brick and mortar friendly. And I'm probably giving some big guys some advice, but I will. Uh, you can pay me for it if you want to. I have a private, uh, private consulting firm I just started right now. Right now. Um, but the DMV is my number one market. Okay. Period. In the entire world. That market is massive. It's a huge cigar it's culture. It's going to get bigger. And it's going to get bigger. And this is major news. It is major. Uh, because I guarantee you these major online companies understand this, know this. And also, it's a very challenging market to open new cigar retailers in because there's strong, really Retails. loyal retail groups that have strong branding, strong names, strongholds with brands and they've built their businesses for 30 40 50 60 years or beyond so this is a really interesting story and it's not something that's being embellished trust me this is a big deal big deal and you mentioned dmv virginia has hb 1722 which also passed so, so Virginia's right is the, behind is the them. next one. So and and that's the point. So you're living in another state, and you say, "Oh, I don't have to worry. I, I live in California. I buy all my cigars online. It doesn't matter." Let's go back to the sales tax. One year ago, one state, North Dakota, passes the sales tax. One year later, forty of the fifty states. The government moves very, very slow, except for when it's take receiving money. Mm -hmm. They move very fast. we got 40 states to go that way in one year. And I'd say before the end of this year, it's going to be all 50 states is going to go. From this point on, from October 1st on, one year from then, I'm going to say it's going to be everybody. It's mm -hmm. going to be the same thing. And then what does that mean <laughs> that, that that ends up happening? Online giants like Amazon and Wayfair, uh, you know, they're, they're dealing with your sales tax, which is a small percentage, and maybe there's going to be convenience out of that. They say, that's all right. I know it's a level playing field uh, with the sales tax thing, but it's um It's, it's in more stock, convenience. and it's one click away. So it, yeah. you get the convenience factor for sure. Well, the majority of people that order online, at least through twoguyscigars.com, they don't live in a major city. So they go online because they, they can get it. Right. And that's going to be another thing. That's going to be another thing for the retailers that are listening here. You got to step up your game. If this, if this thing ends up clicking, you better step up your game, meaning the guy comes in and says, yeah, give me three boxes of those. You actually have three boxes of them. Because if you say, well, I can get them for you next week, the guy can get them, get them sooner himself. He'll just click the button online. It's a level playing field. Yeah. It's, it's your chance to friggin' step up. It is. It's yeah. a huge chance. And you're, you're already seeing it because there's moves being made in the industry. 
Um, and the strong retailers stay strong. And if you provide a good experience and you have the proper inventory, you have the proper services that you're allowed to have with regulation in your state. If you're in a state that allows you to have a cigar bar, uh, you you have that, like in Texas, where there's some things going on with that. But it's interesting that you mentioned Wayfair. Yeah. Because uh, every time during the summer, I spend most of the summer up in Maine. I fly out of Bangor. And uh, there's this company that I drive by every single time it's by the airport. It's just popped up in the last couple of years. It's called Wayfair. And I had no idea what it was because I never look it up and I always forget because I'm going. And they put that there because they're limited where they can sell, where they can do this. Amazon's opening up distribution centers in states. When I order in Miami, yeah, Amazon Prime, it gets there that day. Yeah, it doesn't matter anymore nope. because they have created a nexus simply by operating now. There is no right. nexus thing that happens. And, and what I ended up what I ended up doing as Amazon's come to Miami, I end up ordering less things from Amazon in Miami because the service is it's quick and it's not, but it's not the same thing. It is a level playing field. It's just as less expensive for me to go get my paper towel at uh, at, uh, at Publix or yeah. Cookie Mart. Yeah. Uh, another example of this is in Maine. Um, my father and I drink uh, Diet Orange Crush like it's going out of style. Okay. And we thought it was because not many places carry it. At a grocery store, it's $6 for a 12-pack at Hannaford. At Amazon, it's $20 for the same 12-pack. So it's heavy. Are, you got to ship it. Yeah, it's heavy shipping, yeah. this and that. So there's added price. They give you prime shipping on it, but you get it in two days. I can drive 30 minutes to Bangor, pick up the Diet Orange Crush at Hannaford. And then when you go into the store, guess what? They have deals and specials going on. I went in to buy one 12-pack, and I bought four because it was buy two, get one. So I ended up with six total. I ended up buying four, got six total. So it's a chance for these brick-and-mortar retailers to really show it. And I think the grocery business is one of the businesses that does one as probably the best at merchandising and providing an experience and increasing it. Because they have to compete with restaurants. They have to compete with big box stores. Sure. So if you watch how the grocery business has improved its brick-and-mortar experience, now, most of that's not going to go online, but they've improved the experience walking in. So it's almost as fun as going to a restaurant. Maybe more fun to go to a grocery store than a restaurant. Same thing for retailers. Retailers need to make it more fun to come and beat in your shop because they're going to get a better deal. You're on a level playing field now, and that's really what's going on. So let me ask you this. Why do you think this isn't a story? Why is this not the biggest story? Why, why is it a non-story? Why... Uh, nobody picking this up. Why isn't this the talk of the so, town? So this is what I feel. When this, when this, by the way, this law had already passed. Yeah, uh, this happened already, and I find this a little bit in some cigar media that if a story's already happened, they say, "Well, I've already reported on it." And also, right now, most of the cigar media online um, is covering the trade show of every day. There's posts about IPCPR, PCA. They're covering the booths. They're covering this. And I, these things get lost in because you got new releases being announced. Oh. This is major. And this is I, bigger and, and than a new release. If man. it's because it's already passed and we already reported on it, it's happening right now. Just because it passed and it tried to happen and it went away and everybody ran a story doesn't mean right now it's happening and it's going to stay. Yeah. What happened was the governor had this and he had a chance to veto it unless he reached a certain date which was last week and the date passed which means the thing passed he didn't even he didn't actually sign it didn't matter but his non-movement was a way of him without signing it making it go through mm -hmm. because he could have vetoed if he if he wanted to and he didn't so it ends up happening and like you said who's next they're already lining up already which becomes a story and then as soon as they start collecting and they report a year into it, they report how much they ended up, you know, here's what we used to collect on 
cigar tax now is what we collect on it. It's gonna it's, it's gonna be seventy percent more is what it's gonna be. It's gonna yeah, be seventy. It's, it's gonna more. give the appearance that cigar tax is a viable way of making money for the state, and you're probably gonna see taxes go up after that. As in addition, they'll get greedy. But to answer the question earlier, Maryland is fifteen percent of the wholesale price. Okay. And a lot of the laws, and I think this is part of the reason why a lot of some of the stuff hasn't been reported on. A lot of the laws are written as marketplace facilitators, a facilitator of a third-party retailer like Amazon or eBay or what have you. However, the Maryland law is written specifically at the retailer, not the facilitator, the retailer. All right, give me a little piece of that. I'm going to try it. I'm scared of it, though. So notice it's awful rare. It's, uh, yeah. it's the only way you, to you eat steak. You and my dad are sharing in the, your opinion of this here. Uh, notice how it's consistently cooked throughout, though, from edge to edge. It's all the same exact color. Yeah. It's all the same exact color. Yeah, I Sorry, the I was eating. Um, I, yeah, I don't use sous vide. That's a water bath. Yeah. And I'm actually having a steak competition in Texas in October, and there's a friend of mine, Brian McGee, uh, who works for... Uh, Everybody's Crown. had a piece with the fact. Well, he works for Crown Heads, and we're having a competition. So right now, funky. Uh, funky. Brian McGee can suck it because this is perfectly cooked edge to edge. No sous vide, no water bath. Um, 70-day dry age, definitely funk on it. You're yeah. noticing the funk. Um, it's kind of mushroomy, yeah. um, but super tender, really easy to chew. And with dry age, you notice there's not a lot of juices in it. It's because the juices are inside of the muscle, yeah. and there's not a lot of juice hanging on the cutting board here. So when you're eating this at a lower temperature, it may not be your desired appearance, but in the physical texture, if I were to give this to you, you wouldn't be able to tell that this was medium rare from edge to edge. You, 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 the texture is very nice. That's a good time. You like it? Mm-hmm. It's not my thing. <laughs> Don't be a I, wimp. I hate <sighs> to be the... Uh, it's funky, man. Um, that piece was funky. Yeah, he took part of the rib cap, which is very there's very little rib cap on this because that's most of what gets cut off when that shell comes on it. Um, so the rib cap is super funky. Piece. You know when you have something gamey, mm -hmm. it's a little of that, right? Mm -hmm. It's more than that, buddy. Ooh, got any, any? And you got to you got to try the 50J dry age that I did um, on uh, the barbecue show a few months back. Um, you can really now also this is ribeye. Ribeye's got a lot of fat. Ribeye dry age is awesome because you're breaking down the fat. So you're going to get tons of funkiness from this. A less fatty piece of meat isn't going to get as much change. It goes with the cigar, though. The, the smokiness of the cigar. Man, it's like the, it's infused with some sort of mushroom soup. Mm, it's so good. So good. Jonathan, can you pass down a napkin, please? Mm. Oh, sorry. You were talking with him. All right. To you. So just a reminder, we do an after show, recorded immediately after this show. Uh, subscribe to it on the podcast because there is no video portion of this. And you're going to catch Mr. Jonathan blowing his top about last week's show. What's that about? I heard a little bit of it. It ought to be interesting. Uh, just so people are not confused, you're going to hear Jonathan Carney yeah. blowing his top. Mr. Jonathan. Mr. Jonathan will be sitting here listening. Yeah. I have evidence. All right. What's your thought here on the cigar? We, we have a whole another half of the cigar to go, but I do have to get to one from the care package in the next hour. So I'm going to put it down. It's good enough that I'm saving this. I'm saving the other half of this for the after show. Yeah, we'll do that. So I, I'm going to stick around the second hour. Um, we're smoking La Galera, which is Hochi Blanco's cigar next. And um, he's he's like family. That's to right. Our company. And uh, he and Lito were, uh, he was very 
integral in Lido's uh, social and acceptance down in the Dominican Republic, and they have a great friendship, so it'll be fun to smoke that cigar, and I will do a Hochi justice on my opinions with that, too. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, a cigar from the care package. Uh, and last week's offer of the day. Um, take on a life of its own. Yeah, something may happen with that again. And uh, we'll get to that when we come back. We're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars. As Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced, and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX, all aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at twoguyscigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world, from exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. 
The Rocky Patel 15th anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto de Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at better cigar shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa Tobacco Farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. Hello and good afternoon. It's Randolph Churchill here. My great-grandfather would have loved the Cigar Authorities show. Yes, he would. We're back with our number two broadcasting live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Killed off a couple of those steaks for sure. That was a good time. It didn't take long. We got a couple pieces back and I know we're all eyeing them. All right, we're going to light up the next cigar. Barry, what do we have here? Well, today's second cigar is the La Galera Habano. And it's manufactured in the Dominican Republic by Hochi Blanco's Indian Head. It's a 5x50 Chevetta featuring an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, Dominican Corojo binder, and fillers consisting of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Pelo de Oro. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, and a single cigar will set you back $6.69, while a box of 20 is $122.99, which is a savings of just over $17, or 12% off the box price on TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com 
That's the number two, guyscigars.com. So I remember uh, when uh, the Andalusian Bull was Cigar of the Year, and John Carney was in the store one day, and a customer comes in and says, uh, I want uh, the Cigar of the Year cigar. And Jonathan Carney pumped up his chest, and he was so proud because we had the cigars in there, and walked him over to the Andalusian Bull, and the guy looked at it and said, no, no, not that. <laughs> I'm looking for La Galera. It was La Galera because we had called the Cigar of the Year the La Galera Connecticut version of it. Um, and, and it was interesting because as both of them came out, the Habano that we're going to smoke now and the Connecticut came out, and I thought for sure the winner was going to be the Habano. And uh, I like it the most, um, and I'm a Connecticut <coughs> guy. But uh, everybody said the Connecticut, including Barry and Jonathan, and everybody said, no, the Connecticut's the winner and got more votes and it ended up winning. But I think this one's actually better than the Connecticut one. I like it. But the association with the cigar is that Hochi Blanco and Lito Gomez are partners with the tobacco fields. They they have a, a part uh, where our farm is located in La Canela. Um, from my understanding, originally back in the day, uh, Hochi went in with Lito on a parcel of land to help him start growing his farm. Um, and there's a portion of the front part of our farm that is physically uh, Hochi's part of that original purchase. Um, so it's kind of unique. So we go to our our farm, and it shows what their friendship is, yeah. where it's been for 25 years plus. Um, there's a portion of the farm right when you go in that's that we we don't go to. It's not our stuff. They have their own people that manage it, and uh, there's a portion at the front of our farm that's Hochi's property. It's a, it's a, I believe I think it's like 25 acres. It might be 50. I could be completely wrong on yeah. those numbers, uh, but uh, but yeah. So it's a really close relationship. I'm looking forward to smoking this because there's a lot of there's a, some similarities. Uh, when people say there's nothing like an LFD, there really isn't. But the closest thing I've ever come to are are Hochi's cigars, especially the La Galera, yeah, because uh, it's um, a, a very premium offering. Yeah, tobacco right next to the other tobacco. So soil. Maybe different seeds, maybe different things that they're doing, but uh, there's something there. So it's kissing cousins for one. Uh, I just other. noticed this. I don't know if you've ever noticed this. It has a very reminiscent uh, flower on there from uh, oh, smell a lawsuit. Does. So I don't know. Let's see. I don't, interesting oh drama. Isn't that? Is there something going on here? I think not. No, I don't know. All right, let's look. Let's give it a cut and light. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. A little bit of raisin off the foot. Mm, tons. I bite my cigars on the cap, um, like kind of like a little punch. I'm, uh, the eight ring gauge one was what I was going to use, but I just habitually <laughs> use my teeth. Uh, definitely raisins. Like I it. said, it a cut of those yeah. right. And it's cold. got a real natural sweetness actually on the cap compared to some other cigar. Um, but the cold drawer is also a uh, seventy-year-old, seventy-day steak and garlic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seventy-day-old. We're going to light our cigar today with the Black Label Dictator. <laughs> The black table, the black label dictator features a flip top, single action. Otherwise, you press the button and you've got a flat flame that spreads right out. Which one of the benefits to this flame is it lowers the combustion rate on that butane, so that you're closer to the combustion rate of a match, which is ideal for 
combusting tobacco. You've got a flip-out bullet punch. That is an eight-ring gauge. Virtually useless, but it is good to have in a pinch, I guess. And the Black Label Dictator retails for $119.99. So, Jonathan, single action means you have to flip the top up first, <laughs> and then you can Listen, light Ed it. Listen, Ed Sullivan. Yeah, it's a dual I'm in action. no mood. Double action. I believe he's giving me a hard time on this one, but you can get yours in Russian collusion red like I have today. There you go. Or okra orange. Okra. I'm not even sure if that's a color. I just... Sounds good. All right. It's time for the Don Raphael offer Already? today. Yes. It's time to do it. And I'm going to milk this thing because somebody may hurt themselves and it's always good radio. I'm hoping. The Don Raphael offer today is brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, how much? And uh, I offered last year, last week Gary Marino 50 bucks to punch with his fist. A patio block, cement patio block, which he did. And uh, Mr. Jonathan was saying, I think uh, I may do this next week. So the offer stands. All right. Here's what I'm going to tell you about your offer. For starters, $50, it's not a lot of money. Second, I've had uh, two interactions with Are you doing it or not? wooden box tops <laughs> this to head. week. To your head. Attempting to break what just seemed like easy little wood pieces with my head and couldn't do it. So I'm out. You're if, out! If it walks like a chicken and clucks like a chicken, it's Mr. Jones. Wow, I, th I think Barry's going to do it then. No, I haven't prepared. Oh, I, I never. I oh, never, I'm a chicken. But I never agreed to it. You said you would do it. I said I would consider it if you rewind the tape. Right. And after much consideration, which you have not done. I'm saying no. Uh, right. I was smart enough from the beginning to so, say no. So I'm going to give you another shot here. Instead of using your fist, which is very tough, you use the palm of your hand. And you go down on your... Then you just break your forearm. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm good. You're not doing it. Well, just because you're not doing it, Gary said if you would do it, that he would do two. Pile two on top of each other and break it. Why, why are we letting this man break his body like this? He's not only he's he's elderly, looking like he's actually ready to do it, too. If those soft hands that created this cappuccino break through, too, I'll be violently impressed. I'm, by the way, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. He can barely You're walk half the time. I'm out, though. Punch it. Punch it. 50 bucks. Block. 50 bucks. I'm out. Yeah? I'm out. So, Gary, two of them. You put two on top of each other. You're in? Yes. And once again, on... Uh, that you hold uh, everybody and everything not liable if anything happens to you. There's no uh, paying anything for anything. That's right. That's right. You he, heard it all. All right, come on. You're going to clock, clock out before you do this. You can clock in after. Right. So we got uh, one you know, patio block. He's going to stick two pencils to separate the two, uh, the second patio block. You got this on video here? So those that are just listening to the show, you can go to YouTube and see the show here, and you mock it at a, uh, an hour 14, and you can uh, watch where this happens. So we have two cement patio blocks. They're about two inches thick each. I'm on record as saying that this is the dumbest idea in the history of dumb ideas. His, his protection is... As a napkin. A folded face cloth of okay. some kind. Yeah, that's so he doesn't scrape his hands. You don't want to scrape your hands when you're punching <laughs> no. into a cement block. What's the matter All with right. you, right? 
He's getting his pre his pre uh, pre workout in here, so he's this getting ready it. to go. He's two, getting, so Gary is two tougher than one. Yes, yes, it's twice. <laughs> it is actually twice as hard as the first one. Gary's fifty five years old. He's the barista here. He makes coffee with his hands. That's how uh, he makes a living. And um, everybody has their coffee now because <laughs> coffee might be shut off for the rest of the day today. Not a fan of this. No, riveting, no. riveting radio. You, all right, Gary's ready to go. So let's pump him up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, Gary. Get ready it to done. do this? Get it done. Get it done, Garrett. All right. Camera's on him. Don Raphael. The music's so fitting. It is. It's terrible. Don Raphael. It's the perfect Sounds like thing. a funeral. It's like Ed it's Norton about to on be. the honeymoon. It's, don't forget to address the block. Here's the cash is out. Hello, block. Here we go. All right. He's winding up. It's 50 right here. I don't really want to look. You want to watch. It's a train wreck. Let's see this. See, I don't want him to get hurt. I was hoping Jonathan would do it and get hurt. He's Here not going to get hurt. Focus. He's going to do it. He's going to do it because he can do it. Here it comes. Here it comes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how to do it. Does that hurt worse? It hurt worse. It's good. I think Gary's okay. Huh? That's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. Ridiculous. So the chat room's not impressed. They said they would have impressed if he managed to break just the bottom block like Van Damme from Blitzball. How about you tell the chat room to take those little fingers that they're using right. on their keyboard and bring them up to Salem, New Hampshire bring them up, and break yeah. some bricks, all right? Yeah. Out, Joe hey, cut. hey, hey. <laughs> That's I'll crazy. tell you where you can stick your fingers. On this La Galera Habano. <laughs> so you want to try, the, we have one block there in case you want to use your palm. And no. Just hit it. no. I'd like to have all my bones intact. I'm tired. I've had a long week. Mr. Jonathan Carney. Don't do it. I want to do it so bad. I'm out. I got to be out. No. I, got, I got a burn on my hand here and some bandages, so I, I got to be careful. I, I'd do it if I didn't have the bandages. Yeah. I could do it with if I didn't have the bandages. Mm -hmm. All right. That's impressive. I, I've always been impressed by that stuff. I have an immense fear of breaking my wrist, and that, that's awful. That's a lifetime well, issue. When you punch it, you, you got a good shot of breaking the knuckles. Yeah. Uh, but you got you get you can get some wrist compression too. Yeah. So your wrist has got to stay real steady. So that's probably what he felt a little bit of because he went through pretty solid. If you watch him, um, he went directly through and he punched through. You don't punch just for for the top of the brick. You punch through it. Right. Um, and your wrist is going to be pretty strong. So that was that was impressive. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Uh, so next week we're going to try three. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, keep doing it. As as an the podcast twenty uh, studio twenty one podcast cafe cafe will be closed after three bricks. <laughs> just keep going until something something. something other I, I, don't, I just break. don't want to have to replace the tiles underneath. Now it's a put, lot of weight. We put something underneath there. You put a piece of cardboard. <laughs> <No>. Cardboard. <laughs> that's that's not enough protection. Next week, Jason Wood from Miami Cigars will be here in the new Nesta Miranda special selection that's out there. Followed the following week with Jose Dominguez will be joining us. Uh, and later on, we have Eric Newman uh, from J.C. Newman. They have the new America Cigar coming out. Uh, lots happening. Um, and more shows coming up. It's summertime, so everybody's around, and everybody you never know who's going to show up here, uh, coming up here. So um, Before we go to break, can we find out what's up in the cigar world for yeah, Barry Stein? Let's do that. 
It's time for What's What's Up up? in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. So as we alluded to earlier, Maryland has passed a law that will require out-of-state retailers to collect the tobacco tax and sales tax on purchases. Slow news week or what? Crested boot. And or but and Pickens County, Colorado, this week oh, proposed you. raising the tobacco tax within their county by forty percent. Usually, this county. is an item that I don't report, but I share it with you to let you know the potential clusterfuck on retailers having to be aware of county and city laws when collecting taxes. Is that an industry term? Yes. Okay. <laughs> In this industry, it's it's readily used. <laughs> Facebook and Instagram this week announced a ban of private tobacco sales and giveaways. And yeah. also, also this week, Cigars for Lawyers have announced that they have given away their one millionth cigar to abroad. Yeah, that's right. And uh, our error last week, we let slip that Jose Blanco has left EPC. The move is effective August 31st, 2019. And I'm going to predict he's going to wind up with the company that we're currently smoking. Well, that is his cousin. Yes. Um, Hochi Blanco is cousins of Jose Blanco because their name is Blanco. And new to twoguyscigars.com this week is the BOTL by Drew Estate, HVC Cigars, JFR Lunatic, and the Brickhouse Ciento Porciento, which is their TAA exclusive. And that's what's up in the cigar Wouldn't world. it make you cousins if your parents are? They are. They're brothers. Directly <laughs> related? Yeah. Okay. Just check. Parents, but, uh, Didn't know if you knew how that worked. A big thank you to all those out there liking and sharing our podcast, especially those who are subscribing on YouTube. This is a YouTube one to go to. Uh, go to YouTube so you can see Gary smash those two things by, by the way i just received a text message from my mother we joke around we call her the angel of love because she's so sweet uh she says quote genie carney i was praying for gary <laughs> yeah that was, oh. that was awful <laughs> <laughs> it was awfully good is what that was um and i, I um did, did we touch on the um on the cigarauthority.com is is a um Nope. If you go to the cigarauthority.com, we currently have our 2019 survey posted, our first annual survey. Yeah. And if you go to twoguyscigars.com on the right hand side, you'll see a little graphic for the survey. Click that, it'll take you right to the survey. And if you're looking at the site on the mobile browser, scroll down about halfway through the page and you'll see the graphic. Same thing. Click it, they'll take you to the survey. Yeah, it's like 10 questions. It's right? 19 questions. Okay. And uh, we'll report the results uh, in the future. Okay. And interesting questions. We're just trying to find out, uh, you know, what you like for cigars, what you like about the show and things like that. And then on a show, we're not going to pin, I don't know if we can even tell who, who did what, but we'll get, get that information and say so much percent like this and like that. And there's some, some fun questions. Yeah, we'll share the top three of cigars by our listeners. We'll share uh, who they like best from the Cigar Authority how many cigars they smoke per week, what the average budget is for cigars. Yeah, yeah. So just trying to gather some information, and then we can follow this year after year and then come up with uh, um, some sort of uh, people smoking more or less than they used to or what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to get a big, we got a big 
audience now at this point. So maybe we can get some information that's helpful to somebody and we'll change the questions as time goes on, but it gives the idea of it. And I'm imagining that some of the manufacturers will be saying, why don't you ask this question? Why don't you ask that question? Which ain't a bad thing to even ask you guys. If you think there should be a question asked for next year, uh, let us know. Just go to the contact us section of the cigarauthority.com where you can write uh, a letter to us about anything, but you can also say, uh, here's a good question for it, um, and, and we can uh, include that into next time. So we're early on on it, but would you say that this is, um, I'd say, maybe three or four steps down in strength level of where we were with the Lafleur Dominicana yeah, 25th anniversary? The, the thing that's interesting for me on it is um, it is it is less strength. Um, the smoke coming out is actually a different color and i'm realizing that because there's lights behind you yeah, but um, but the uh, the strength's definitely lower uh the flavor profile is really different uh it's habano wrapper uh so really different flavor profile um and uh it's really good though it's yeah, really it's, good I'm getting a little sweet from cinnamon and then combined with a little spice of clove in there and if you go with the retro hail i'm not going the to the spice of the cigar lingers on a long finish so if you like a cigar with a long finish this is right up your alley. I like it. I like what it tastes like. You, you can look at the combustion line, how aged tobacco Very it good. is. and uh, How many sizes is this available in? Six. This is the Robusto size. I, I love Robustos. So this is a fun uh, This is a fun size for me. I, I really enjoy it's it. It's the fun size like the candy, the little ones, but a, a fun size would be a bigger size. It would be a lot more fun. <laughs> a lot more fun. Yeah. yeah. I always found that odd with the candy bars, the fun yeah, size. Yeah, they should call that one the aggravating size. <laughs> right, right, the, you're going to want more size. Right, right. Or the handful size. And in the CigarAuthority.com chat room, Joe Gutt and Rudy have already chimed in that this cigar is great. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good. a great cigar. Definitely still got some of that raisin that you mentioned at the beginning on the yeah. dry there. It's it's, uh, it's it's good. I really enjoy it. It's actually a great follow-up um, A great follow up to what we just ate. I think it's a good pairing with that. Yeah. This is a long finish. We ate. This is a more contra uh, comparison pairing. Mm -hmm. uh, the dry aged steak is a long finish mm. where you get the funk, and then this has a real long finish, but it's not funky. Yes. There we go. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we all got together after the show last week for some Chinese food. Guess who put the feed bag on? Letters in the mailbox and a lot more to talk about. We're live at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet-like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. 
Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Provider Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican Cigar Manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. Ooh. The Cigar Authority will be right back on the United Podcast Network. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. The nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, 
Almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by Cigar Master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. This is Eric Newman from the J.C. Newman Cigar Company, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority. Uh, we'll have uh, Eric Newman with us in just a few weeks, but we're back smoking the La Galera Habano with Mr. Jonathan Connie from the Florida Dominicana today. And uh, you missed it last week. We uh, went on a road trip after work, and we went to Kowloon. Now, let me just explain to you what level we were playing at. <laughs> Dave reached into his, he carries a money clip, he reached into his money clip, and he pulled out a pre-printed list of what he was ordering, and he hands it to the waiter. The waiter takes a look at it and says, are you expecting more people? And Dave said, seven of us. Nope, just this seven. You have too much food on this list. And Dave says, all right, well, you know, if you think there's something on there that we could shave off, I I'm open to it. And the guy says, well, get rid of this. No, no, I have to have that. Get rid of this. No, 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 I need that. You know what? I, I, we're just going to take it all. We got this. It's too excessive. It's excessive. <laughs> and this is not the first time that this happens to me in a Chinese restaurant. It happens every time. But the amazing thing is at the end, there's no bags going home. No, it's was, all gone. There was a morsel of rice left. Yeah. Well, and they are so fast at that restaurant. The waiter takes the pre-done slip walks over, touches the wall, and comes back with two poo-poo platters that fast. <laughs> They're on the table. It's go time. You sat down, and it was go time. Kowloon is legendary uh, efficient service. I mean, I feel like sometimes I walk in, and I, like, I, I love the saga swings. I yeah. feel like I haven't ordered them and completed saying what I'm saying, and then it shows up at the table. And I look around. I they had to have known. Yeah, they've got a bunch of Alexis hidden in the walls, yeah, and they can just but hear it you. Is. It's, it's, it's miraculous. It's, you think about it, and it's ordered, and it's at your table before you even get a chance to comprehend so it. So originally when we walked in, <clears throat> Dave wanted to go upstairs and eat in the comedy room. And they said, no, nah, the tables are too small. You'll be more comfortable in the restaurant. Good call. Which turned out to be a great call. As long as you're back in like 55 minutes, you'll be fine. All right, 55 minutes. I know it's about this. to happen. This is, is going to be close. 15 minutes after we ordered, we were done with the food. And well, upstairs, you can't, plenty of time. No, with the amount of food that you didn't eat, you can't use the word we. The yeah. rest of us were done with the food. So, you sorely disappointed. So... Everybody expected who put the feedback on. We all did, with the exception of Barry, who ate very little amount. And it's a fat guy move, Barry. That the fat guy and no, no, I just get a little bit of it. I'm a fat guy too, and you're you're around other people, and you just order a little bit because you were everybody's you were among fat guy friends. Yeah, hey, I've lost 16 pounds, and I feel motivated, right. and I'm keeping at this. All and right. I have, a, I have a goal in mind in three years. I'm going to look like Jonathan Carney. <laughs> <laughs> One, I'm proud of you because it's that's the, the amount of self-control it takes at Kowloon yeah, my God. is impressive. So I'm impressed. If you uh, got through that, that, because that was uh, that was crazy good. I'll tell you what, though. The next day, my knees hurt again. So since Sodium. I, yeah, since salt. I cut out the carbs and, and, and things like that, my joints have felt so much better. But after eating Kowloon's, I was... Back in pain, the next but it day. was worth it, right? Yeah, it was worth it. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. 
All right, let's uh, have the matchup of the week right now. The matchup of the week brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair Cigars. Um, all right, let's go to would you rather be the richest person in the world or the smartest person in the world? Richest or smartest? I think that's, the answer is pretty simple. Nope, because oh. I think where you're going to go with that is if you're the smartest person, you be, you can become rich, and that's not the case at all. I still want to be the smartest. I want to be the richest because then you don't have to be smart. That's right. That's the answer, Ed Sullivan. It's mm. the obvious answer. Well, see, I'm smarter than him, so I knew. <laughs> right. I don't change. <laughs> I don't change my answer because of you two bullies. I would go. Uh, I would go richest because then you you don't. It's, it's uh, this, the level of intelligence becomes irrelevant. It's irrelevant. I have a new you nickname for uh, Jonathan Carney. Instead of you guys saying that he's uh, the new Mister Jonathan, he's, he's the not new the new Barry Stein. He is Mister Jonathan Carney. Are you older than? This no, I am no, younger. Oh, I am right. younger. We that was uh, man. This was like four or five years ago. We had that competition that who you was lost. The real Mr. Jonathan. It was. Uh, it, I may have won. <laughs> you lost, but it was things. It was things like we age, weight. Yeah, uh, oh, we were okay. asking weight. I don't know what the point system was. Oh, right. You lost, uh, but but I may have may have eight lost. to six. I may have lost. It, but that was five years ago. We had the Mr. Jonathan competition, and I, I believe I won. I am the reigning champion of, of Mr. Jonathan's. I am the one true Mr. Jonathan. How are you? All right, you got something in the mailbag? All right. Uh, this gentleman, Scott, through the Contact Us page, has a variety of questions. Hey, guys, thank you for all you do. I have some topics I would like to hear you discuss during your show. Okay. During the cigar boom, did Dave ever have the idea of becoming a franchiser and have others get the opportunity of becoming a franchisee and start their own two-guy smoke shop? Yes, I did it. And our Seabrook store was a franchise. And it was a franchise for maybe three years or so. Uh, started off good and then uh, dwindled down a bit uh, in the next two years because my franchise agreement was not ironclad enough that it allowed them to do wrong things. And I couldn't prevent the wrong things to be done and met with them, of course, and said, you know, you shouldn't do this and this is why, but I don't have to do that, right? No, you don't, but for success, you do. And um, I bought the franchise back from him um, at, the, at the end of, I believe, three years and um, grew it back up and it's doing great. And it, it's, uh, it was my fault. You know, if you have a Dunkin' Donuts franchise and you say, you know, I want to uh, carry make, honeydew coffee, they right, won't let you. They won't let you. This is the type of coffee. This is the kind of straw. This is the kind of everything because they got it figured out. And I got it figured out and I allowed them to make the wrong decision. And if I was to ever do it again... It would be a combination steakhouse cigar shop. <laughs> Dry-aged <laughs> steaks. By, by Mr. Jonathan Carney. Right. <laughs> A.K.A. the new Barry Stein. But we'd have to include wood for some reason. But okay. Uh, with as many as nine-plus years of the Cigar Authority shows, has anyone explored the possibility of having them air on XM Radio? And the answer is yes. Yes, they contacted us, and they actually wanted a fee... For us to be on there. And I said, you're supposed to pay me. Correct. But you want me to pay you. And they said, yeah, it's a big listenership and your advertisers and blah, 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 blah. And I said, if you want to talk about running it for free, I'd, it's something we could discuss. But for me to pay you to run our show is well, not going to happen. They just very recently in the last couple of weeks 
paid somebody for their podcast. Okay. It's a show called uh, The 500 that's going through the 500 Rolling Stones albums of all time. So ah. they're starting to pay for content. All right. So uh, maybe you could revisit it. Well, they can re- they call and contact me, but if uh, should I reach out to them and say, if you've changed your mind and you want to stop paying me, I'm, I'm interested. Sure. Okay. Can't hurt. Uh, interview a guest similar to Rep X that represents the FDA. This would give you the opportunity to ask questions and hear why the FDA is setting such relentless regulations on the cigar industry. I look forward to hearing your thoughts on these various subjects. Your friend, Scott. Well, one interesting, if you go back to Mark Marcosi, Dr. Mark S. Marcosi show, which I think was the most listened to or the most viewed. It is uh, the most viewed yeah. on YouTube. Yep. Um, and his name is pronounced Mikosi, in case Mikosi. you're trying to Google it. Here's <laughs> um, a guy from, um, what organization did he work for? The National Cancer Institute and yeah. the NIH. And you know, he came forward with his real name and everything and blew the lid off it and said, this is exactly what happened and how it happened. Very interesting. But we're always looking for stuff like that. If we can find somebody to come forward, if they want to be anonymous, we can change their voice. If they want to be themselves, they can do that too. So on the after show, I'm going all in, but I know we've already told people, but to disguise my identity, can we please use the Rep X filter? Ah. <laughs> I mean, I, it might ruin it since we already told them it's we going to be me. I haven't used it in a while, but right. it might be fun. Yeah, you want to sound like that? Uh, no, I'm just, I'll well. sound like myself. So <laughs> if I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it. Say it as, as you. So listen uh, this Wednesday to the after show, and John Carney is, is uh, calling somebody out in the industry, and uh, he was on the show last week, so you'll hear that. Yes, you will. I wonder, <laughs> wonder who it could be. Well, we'll save that for the after show or somebody that didn't listen to the show. Owner X. Uh, <laughs> hey, Andix in the chat room says, more often than not, we want what we don't have. In the grand scheme of things, Ed is not rich. He wants to be rich. Mr. Jonathan Carney. Ed is, is rich, well, by the way. Compared to the top 100 in the... Ed's right. a one percenter. He's, he's rich. Mr. Jonathan Carney is not rich. He wants to be wi- rich. And Mr. Jonathan wants to be smart. So... <laughs> ah, I see where you're going there. And Ed Ryan, who listens every week, his son's three years old today. He asked us to say happy birthday, Jack. Ah, happy, happy birthday, Jack. Happy birthday, Jack. Ed Ryan's a good man. Yes, he is. Beautiful. Andex, on the other hand, is a dick. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let's do a classic three-way. What about the asylum? Oh, let's do asylum, then. Let's do asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars, with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum Cigars. It snowed in Berkeley, California, and the snowflakes have forced the city to become gender-neutral. Under the new law, manholes will be called maintenance holes, ah. man-made will be human-made, and the changes cost taxpayers $600. True story. So pay attention, hipsters. No more use of the word man or dude. The next time you smoke in the Mary Jane, request a pass at a duchy by saying, hey, non-binary individual, don't be a Bogart and pass the joint. And that's not only insane, it's asylum. Good one. 
Thank you. Yeah, that's a true story. That's and uh, partially written by our own David Garofalo. Yeah, we go. <laughs> insane. So when we do the classic three-way here, you got massacred last week, Mr. Jonathan. Yes, I did. So we're going to work as a team because you can use all the help you can get. It was, right. That was actually the thing that irritated me the most. <laughs> was I was happy and sad at the same time, but I mean, it was embarrassing. I, the, they, Ed Sullivan and Barry were just nailing them left and right, and Barry was... The best performance I'd ever seen. All right, so let, I'm, I'm more he, fit now, so I can perform. So the Mr. Jonathan's cheated. are going to be the Mr. Jonathan's are going to be one. Jonathan Mr. squared. Jonathan squared. Barry and Ed Sullivan. So let's get to it. Let's get to the classic three way. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. In classic history. Is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. Undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Today is July 27th. It's go time. It's go time. And, oh my God, uh, it's like being with synchronized swimmers. Barry was the big winner last week, so we're going to have Barry go first. I have five questions and no tiebreakers, so oh uh, boy. let's make this count. You know what? I, I'm, I'm going to call an audible here, and why don't we say you have four questions and one tiebreaker? No. I already pre-planned it, and there's only five <laughs> questions, and there's no tiebreakers. I would have had it done that in advance. We won't need it. <laughs> right. It will require a lot of work to make that change. So uh, to Barry, Walter Raleigh. Brings in the first tobacco to England from Virginia. Today, Walter Raleigh brings the first tobacco to England from Virginia. 1845. To, yeah, he said. Barry just gave us a hint. Virginia wasn't a state. All right, we're gonna say, but we don't want to go over. We're under, because this is the year the nation You're founded. You're thinking backwards. Nope. All right, 1776. Well, you listened to Barry. It was your first mistake. Everybody's over. It's 1586. <laughs> and if we had gone with my answer, you friggin' jerk. <laughs> we we did have 1500 down. Yeah, which yeah. would have been a point. So may God have mercy on your souls, both of you. Well, it's, it's a it's a wash. It's zero, 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 zero. Ed Sullivan, Bugs Buddy, Warner Brothers cartoon <laughs> character created by Tex Avery, Bob Givens, Looney Tunes, and Merry Medley series first debuted. In Wild Hair, today, what year? Bugs Bunny debuted. 1937. 37. 1949. Get a little help from there. 49. Barry? 1916. 16. And a point goes to Ed Sullivan. He said 1937. It was 1940. Ed Sullivan has the point, and it's over to the Mr. Jonathans. At least we weren't. 
completely embarrassed on this one. <laughs> no. Frank Sinatra's album, Strangers in the Night, is number one in the U.S. charts. Written Grammy for Bobby the Yavizian. That's right. Grammy for the record of the year and best male vocal performance today. What year? Strangers in the Night. Exchanging glances. Mm. You guys are first. 1951. 51. For two points. 53. 53. And I had 55. 55 for the point. It's 66. All right, we're even now. We're even. Screwed each other. So Ed Sullivan has two points. You get two points if you get an exact number, by the way. You got only two questions left to go. And it's over to Barry again. Comedian Bob Hope died at Toluca Lake, California at the age of 100 today. What year did he die? Bob Hope lived to 100 years old. Another cigar smoker, by the way. 1998. 1998. Split the difference. 2008. 2008. Let's go right. with it. Let's go with that because we had it down. Yeah, but we can't. We can't guess his, even though we had it no, down. We can split but the difference. Split the difference. That's a good 2007. 2007 is over. 2008 is over. Who said 1998? Me. Barry gets a point. Barry gets a point. What was, was the two, year? 2003. Wow. Yeah. One question left. We have Ed Sullivan we at two this. points. Barry, whatever his last name is, with one point. <laughs> and the Mr. Jonathan's. His initials are still BS. Goose Egg. Goose Egg Zero. And who's this go to? Ed Sullivan. All right. Born Paul Levesque, also known as Hunter Hearst Hemley, also known as Triple H. This is a gimme for you. Yes. Professional WWE wrestling son-in-law of WWE chairman and founder of Vince McMahon. Born today in Nashua, New Hampshire. He won the bald, uh, bodybuilding crown, Mr. Teenage New Hampshire, from Nashua, New Hampshire. Triple H, born today. What year? This is to you guys. No, no it's to Ed Sullivan. Oh, Ed Sullivan. And I have no freaking idea. I'm not big in the wrestling like mm. the Mr. Jonathan, so yeah. I'll say 1970. We're going to go. Uh, I mean, I got to get this exact, right? Got to get it exact. I would say 1972. 72. 61. For the point, 61 for the point, Barry Stein. Um, it was 68. 69. 69. Darn it. So, I wasn't sure if he was 50, so I went with where we were at because I said, oh, if we're 45 range, I did it the math wrong. Wah, wah, I should have gone backwards. So, two way tie, and uh, the, so that makes it make there is only one loser. It's a two-way tie. Right. We only have one loser. Well, we got we've got two losers. We yeah. got two losers. <laughs> not only not only did that method not work. If you were watching, it was, it was coming up with the answers was was embarrassing. Yeah. It's easier from home. We call it a shit show. You were dragged down by Jonathan. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> and Bar Barry retains his title since I didn't defeat yes. him. So the only one that that ever really pulls it off is Sean Rogers that comes up. He legitimately studies. He, he doesn't even know when it's going to happen. He pulls a Trevor. Then he studies every single week. You gave me a layup with Triple H. I did. And I screwed it up. Yeah. Awful. Right. I bragged. I flexed before the <laughs> answer. <laughs> You're done talking. <laughs> if you were watching on the YouTubes, he was flexing. Uh, all right. We have a big after show to get to. So oh I think boy. we should do that. But before we do that, uh, our thoughts here on La Galera Habano. Awesome. Uh, real good. It's very good. It's better than the Connecticut. It doesn't outsell the Connecticut. 
a lot more flavor very, than the Connecticut. Yeah, very smooth, very rich, very robust, very complex, really good cigar. And it's it's a little stronger than their Maduro, in fact. So it's, very interesting. You said that the the Connecticut version of this is the best seller by far. Really? Yeah. It's really interesting to see a uh, company that's known. I mean, he's known for fuller body Dominican cigars. Yeah. Uh, every brand comes out with Connecticut's. Every year, there's a new Connecticut out. And uh, it never does well because Connecticut's a very loyal customer base. Uh, they buy what they buy and whatnot. Um, so that's that's a really unique uh, factor to see that this a brand like this has a Connecticut that's a yeah. top seller. It's very well, few that happen that way. It was a cigar of the year. That's why. So it was a cigar of the year. Yeah. But, you, but you take a customer over to the La Galera section in the humidor. You can hype up all the other cigars. But 80% of the consumers smoke Connecticut. So no matter what you say, that's what they're going to lean toward. They, well, they should try the Habano on this. Even I a mild agree. cigar smoker like myself, yeah. a lot of flavor, not a lot of strength yeah. to it. Yeah, maybe a lot a of five flavor. or six. But, but even if it's a cigar of the year, it's got to have legs after the fact. Mm. I mean, we just showed the Alcade, and it's not it's on one retailer's shelf across the world right. probably. Because uh, your, so company, your company – Almost pushed aside mild, and you mm. said we're a, we're a full bodied company. But I think that's great to see a Connecticut shade cigar break into the market over a period of years and have yeah. staying power because uh, that's a very competitive part of the market, and it's a very the loyalty comes from brand recognition rather than uh, the quality of the cigar. In this case, it's coming from quality of the cigar as well. Yeah. All right. Don't forget to catch the after show on Wednesday, and. Uh, Probably something you don't want to miss. Next week, Jason Wood from Miami Cigar joins us as we light up a special edition. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And uh, no matter what you've learned in the last two hours, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. Happy anniversary. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.